You're listening to the Astrology Hub Podcast, practical wisdom for living your life on purpose. Hi there, my name is Amanda Poole-Walsh and I'm the founder of Astrology Hub. And I'm Donna Woodwell, Astrology Hub's Senior Editor and Master Astrologer. And we're here for your weekly forecast for the week starting Monday, January 14th. And I have to say, you guys, don't be scared, but (laughs) this one's a doozy. We're still in the eclipse portal, the time between the new and the full moon eclipses we're experiencing this month. And I don't know about you, Donna, but this eclipse portal has been intense for me. How about you? Oh, man. Yeah, that's an understatement. (laughs) <laughs> I, I think we all feel we are plunged in the waters of life. And sometimes that means feeling like we're drowning. And sometimes that means sobbing uncontrollably. And sometimes that means um, laughing at the absurdity of the experience and ourselves in it. Gosh. And hopefully sometimes it feels like we're surfing and dancing on the waves. <laughs> so No matter what you're feeling right now, you're not alone. This is definitely uh, an intense time. So let's talk about the theme for the week. What should we be keeping in the forefront of our mind as we are navigating this time? You know, I think of this week as living at the crossroads. So let's think for a moment what a crossroads is. It's where two different things come together and you're faced with a choice. It's a moment when it would be wise for us to take a pause and choose how we want to proceed next. So that's the kind of week we have, especially as we get closer to the weekend. And you'll see that in the forecast as we talk about it. Okay. So one of the things, just to to elaborate on the life at the crossroads, Jennifer Rossiopi, who's the inner circle guide this month for our inner circle membership, she had some takeaways from her lunar cycle forecast that I just wanted to share with all of you. Maybe this will help you as you're navigating this week. But she talked about how this, the Capricorn lunation, so the lunar cycle that we're in right now, it may not be lighthearted, but it offers the opportunity for you to truly hone in on your authentic soul centered goals. And it also offers the opportunity for you to plant seeds that will impact your life for the long run. One of the things we talked about during that forecast event with Jennifer was how the seeds that you're planting in the ground right now have the opportunity to really bear fruit over the next 19 years. So we're in this eclipse cycle right now. That is, it's a 19 year cycle and this is the beginning. So you have an opportunity to really, really take advantage of this potent time. So although it might not feel light and like airy, (laughs) it's potent. Um, she also talked about the importance of embracing resilience, vulnerability, and an, and an expansive perspective, how important it is to do those things right now. That's key. Even if it doesn't feel good, tune into the gnosis that it's good for you. So it might not feel good, but it's good for you. Um, okay, Donna, let's break it down even further. Tell us more about this week. Okay, so the beginning of the week starts out as any week. You can think of this as just another manic Monday. The first quarter moon happens to be in the sign of Aries, and it meets electric Uranus in the early morning hours. First quarter moons are known for the way they make us feel, which is generally uncomfortable, that something isn't quite sitting right. So there's a feeling of you you might be looking for a fight and add Uranus to the mix. And then there's another layer to it where we want to be free to be ourselves or 
I need to do it my way and damn the consequences. So if you're feeling either of those in the early hours of Monday, give yourself some space. And life is likely to feel much better by the afternoon because things often feel yummier and safer as the moon moves into Taurus later on Monday. In fact, that Taurus energy on Tuesday and Wednesday are both fantastic times to make some real progress on what you're working on. So if you have a lot of projects that you need to do at work or in your personal life, there's a great feeling of being able to settle into the rhythm that the energy is. The moon is in a place that's very supportive of all the things in hardworking Capricorn. I know sometimes I have those days where I feel like I'm totally in the zone um, because I have a clear idea of what my project is and I can sit at my computer and I can put on some incense and I can have my hot tea and listen to the music and just feel like everything is easy and I'm also producing something. So I'm actually looking forward to those couple of days on my schedule. I block them off as a time to really get some meaningful things done. And you're the only calm before the storm that we're going to get. Okay. And you're talking about Tuesday and Wednesday right now, correct? Yeah. So a couple other things that could help you during that time or really help you take advantage of that time is the 2019 free forecast event that we're doing this week. If you haven't already reserved your spot, it is not too late to join us. You can just go to astrologyhub.com slash 2019. You'll hear from 13 astrologers over three days. We'll go through every month of 2019. They're going to go through key dates, challenges, opportunities, things to be aware of, things to be thinking of as we embark upon this new year. So check it out, astrologyhub.com slash 2019. Donna, sounds like that could be a great way to spend some of those yummy hours on Tuesday and Wednesday. If you can't make it live, please register anyways, because then we'll know to send you the limited time replay, which will be available for you through the weekend. And from what I know about this week's forecast, it sounds like we might all need a little bit of inspiration as we're navigating those waters. So let's go there. Let's, let's start talking about Thursday. Yeah, it's almost like we used astrology to pick the perfect time to have this forecast event for all of you. Funny how that could have happened. <laughs> All right, let's, so let's dive into Thursday. As days go, it becomes a little more challenging. And that's because it features what astrologers call a mutable T-square. Now, it's a very technical term, but it basically means three planets or more planets in a kind of three-way tug of war with each other. And so in this case, it's the Moon, Venus, Jupiter, and Neptune. They're all tangling in signs that uh, like to move and adjust. And they're all planets that you know, have a, have, you know, planets all have their different needs and wants. And so to unpack what that's going to feel like, we have the moon, which is our emotional self, pulling at Venus, which is what we desire, and Jupiter, which is how we want to merge into something bigger than ourselves, how we want to act with integrity, and Neptune, which removes the boundaries of everything, dissolves them away, and casts us in that great sea, so we experience that oneness. So it's a great opportunity to feel all the way from the deepest levels of we are all one through what's our place in the world, what do I desire, and how do I feel about all this. But when they're all pulling at each other, it doesn't necessarily make it an easy um, need to align. We're like trying to find a way because, well, you know, kind of like sitting in a chair and there's like, it's not quite balanced, right? And it's almost right, but not quite. And so you keep moving it around to find that spot. And that's very much 
like the energy on Thursday. So your best bet in those moments is really to just go with the flow and what you feel you need to adjust, just adjust it, but open yourself to new ideas and possibilities, um, new kinds of brainstorming, but don't get too attached to any one particular outcome because you're really in flow. You know, one of my favorite books, Amanda, is The Tao of Pooh. I don't know if you've read it, but it's this great little book by Benjamin Hoff, which talks about how the wisdom of Winnie the Pooh has many parallels with um, the Chinese philosophy known as Taoism. In the book, he, he has this great quote that says, things happen in the right way at the right time, at least when you let them, when you work with circumstances instead of saying, this isn't supposed to be happening this way and trying harder to make it happen some other way. And so that's basically saying, you know, don't shove, don't push, just allow the wisdom of the cosmos to work through you instead of trying to use your ego to be in charge of everything. Mm, so hard. I think one of the, the misconceptions about flow is that it's easy, you know, that it's like, oh, just get in the flow, just be in the flow. It's like, there's an expectation that we should know how to do that. And, you know, I was in Hula last night and we were, my Kumu, which is my teacher, was talking about how back in the day when you were a Hula dancer, you would spend an hour a day just practicing making your hands look flowy, like making your hands look like they were flowing, like they were dancing effortlessly. And I think that's one of the things to keep in mind for Thursday is this is an opportunity for us to practice being in the flow. It's not something that most of us do naturally. And so it sounds like it, there's an opportunity for us to practice it and to cultivate that skill of this trust. I love that post, that, um, that quote you just did from the Tao of the Pooh, you know, to, to really trust, to surrender, to remind ourselves that things are happening in the right time, in the right place and unfolding as they need to. And this is true within us, but it's also true within our relationship life. So on early hours of Friday morning, we have a, a nice harmonious relationship between Venus, which is the love goddess, and Mars, which is the action hero of the, of the planetary collection. And so that's one of those moments when you know, the relationship between the sexes can be especially potent, both within ourselves and, and between partners. And when I say between the sexes, it doesn't necessarily mean just a man and a woman, because we all have masculine and feminine within us. And how that sizzles between people um, can play out in a lot of different ways. But for those of you who are in relationships, you know, I think Thursday night really is the best date night of the week because of that nice alignment, things might be a little bit easier than they would be under other circumstances. There's a little bit of spark and magic that happens. So don't let it pass you by. All right, Donna, let's talk about the weekend. What do we have coming up for us? Obviously, Sunday's supermoon, blood moon, lunar eclipse dominates the energy for the weekend. But before we talk about that main event, let's see what's happening in the run-up. Now on Friday, there's a deep yearning for change. The Sun, which is the big bright ball in the sky that represents our vitality and our energy and how we move through our lives with that spirited side of ourselves, is squaring off with the iconoclastic Uranus. And Uranus is all about, um, I need to be free to be me. I will chew my own arm off to be me. And all the things that 
urge us toward individuation. So those two planets together are really a call to, to understand ourselves as unique individuals. And these more challenging squares you know, happen about twice a year. So it's one of those days when we're at the midpoint of, uh, one of the midpoints of the Uranus-Sun cycle. When we have those moments, you might feel a desire to throw things out of your life that feel like they're confining you, which sometimes means you throw out the baby with the bathwater. So I would encourage you, perhaps, if you do go through that, these moments of heightened transformation, especially with the eclipse looming, maybe have a penalty box set up in your life or in the closet or something. So if you need to like experiment with throwing things out, you put things in the penalty box so that you have a chance to reconsider a few days later if you really, really want to take that action because there's an awful lot of action this weekend that's encouraging you to burn the bridges and walk away. And sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes it's necessary. It's one of the things about astrology. When you see difficult aspects coming up and you want to do them with extra consciousness, really start asking yourself the question of, you know, is this relationship or this fill in the blank important to me? And if it is important to you, in order to weather complicated aspects like this, you have to know that you're still committed before you throw it all overboard. I mean, I suppose you could say that it wasn't worth keeping if you let it go that fast. But a lot of times when these moments happen, we say things that we think back on and we don't mean because we do it in the heat of the moment because there's so much energy behind it. Other times we say things that we really mean and we didn't have the courage to say them under normal circumstances. So it can play out either way in people's lives. Okay. So it sounds like impulsive behavior may be something that we regret. So what do you do with that? Like, does that mean, like, how do you know whether or not the Uranus energy is actually encouraging you to make a change that you need to make or if you're being impulsive and you're going to regret it later. And this is where we come back to the take a breath and go slow. And I know that sounds trite, but we can get so caught up in moments with so much energy behind us and feeling this very modern, very Western reason impulse to go fast and do fast and make snap decisions when in reality, the only place that urgency is coming from is internal. So most things do not require an urgent response. And the response isn't urgent if we can accept being in the mystery and not having an answer and not having a, and being uncomfortable. And a lot of times we don't like any of those things, but we have to accept that sometimes that's where we are. You know, recently I've had a lot of experience, a lot of opportunities to remember, and actually Donna, you've helped me with this a lot, to give yourself the space you need to get to that clear place within you. And that if, if it's feeling turbulent, if you're feeling like you're flailing around in the ocean and just it, that chaotic, sort of out of control feeling, that's not the place from which to be making really important decisions. So it's really important to give yourself the space you need, do the things that that you need to do in order to get to the place where you have clarity. And if you don't have it, don't make the decision from that off-centered place because that's probably not something that you're going to feel good about later. And this all or nothing thinking is what, you know, one of my therapists would have called it, actually extends into Saturday as well. 
Now, on Saturday, we have this three-way standoff between the moon in Cancer, Mars in Aries, and the Saturn in Capricorn. So let's unpack this astrologically speaking. What's first noticeable about all this is that in astrology, they call Mars and Saturn the malefic little quotes around them planets. And they call them malefic planets simply because they bring energy that we are not always comfortable with. Um, Saturn makes us deal with the here and now and keep our energy focused in the present moment. You know, it's sometimes easier to like get lost in those flights of fantasy. And Mars makes us roll up our sleeves and engage in the world and um, do go on that quest and get out of our comfort zone. Mars encourages us to be the hero on our own journey. And the moon is where we feel comfortable. So you put all three of those in a tense relationship and each one happens to be in its own sign. Cancer is the uh, sign ruled by the moon, and Aries is the sign ruled by Mars, and Capricorn is the sign ruled by uh, Saturn. So when everybody's in their own home base, and they feel like they're absolutely right, and they're all squaring off with the others, really, really easy to get caught up in all or nothing thinking, meaning it's my way or no way. And well, you know, we all see that happening in the world right now of different people choosing sides and getting really entrenched in getting their own way at the expense of other people's ways. And so if you're feeling stuck in a place and you don't see any other solution other than to just, you know, take your ball and go home, maybe that's a sense that perhaps you just need some space of your own, that you want spend some time tending your own garden and feeling that self-nurturing that you need in order to show up and be present for other people. Sometimes it's really, really hard to be present for other people and their needs and even see what their point of view is if you feel like you're starving. You feel like your needs aren't being attended to and then it becomes my needs, your needs, and nobody's happy. So it might be a time when a lot of us need to like, you know, take a little time out and make sure we are doing that appropriate kind of self-care for the sake of our relationships with other people. Mm, Donna, I would bring that a step further and say it's not only really hard to care about other people's needs when, you when you're not taking care of your own. I would say it's, it's impossible. When you're so depleted that your needs are not being met at all, you, you, that's the only thing that really you can focus on until you get to the place where you're feeling full again. So Saturday's actually my birthday. And so as I was tuning into the, the forecast for this week, I was like, okay, I'm actually going to either plant a garden that day, or I'm going to go to this place here on Maui called the Sacred Garden that has a labyrinth. And I'm going to walk in the labyrinth by myself because it sounds like this is a day where making that space and time for ourselves. And I like this analogy of cultivating our own garden. Maybe you do that literally. I mean, it's winter, dead of winter for a lot of people um, here in Hawaii. It's kind of, I can plant a garden anytime. But, you know, uh, to really tend to that garden, just keep that analogy of tending your own garden in mind. And really, when, when we do that, we are so much more able to show up for other people and, and really cultivate that harmony that we all really crave. And it's another time to really practice the art of kindness, the art of kindness towards ourselves. And sometimes the art of kindness with others means walking away from the situation until it calms down enough to be able to come to it in, from that clear place. Oh, what a beautiful, what a beautiful image. 
you know, to literally take these moments to plant a garden. And every time you come back to water the plants or weave the plants, you know that it's a reflection of you doing the same for yourself. Okay, so now on to Sunday. So the sun enters Aquarius in the early hours of Sunday morning. And of course, we use Pacific time in all of our Astrology Hub podcasts. So the time where you are might be different if you're on a different part of the planet. And so this means the season of all the Aquarius birthdays are coming up in the next month. So happy birthday to all of you. Start out the day with being gentle with yourself. It is a very intense day and folks may still be wrestling with the emotional repercussions of the previous days. And so the purging that happens with eclipses may be that much more intense if you have been caught up in complicated interpersonal relationships or heart-centered challenges where you feel open and exposed and vulnerable and all those things that come with it. So be kind to yourself in the purging process. The lunar eclipse is actually on Sunday night, if you're in the Pacific time zone. And it is, as Amanda said at the beginning of the episode, it's a doozy. So lunar eclipses happen at the full moon as the moon moves through the Earth's shadow. Tonight is even more intense than usual because as the moon moves through the deepest part of its shadow, we see the moon bathed in red. We call it a blood moon. But it's also happening at the place where the moon is as close to the earth as it can be when it's having a when it's having a lunation, when it is full. And we call this a supermoon. And supermoons appear 15% larger and 30% brighter in the sky from our point of view. It also means the tides are running higher. And anything that is controlled by water is pulled. And given that most of our bodies are also made up of water, this primal connection to the waters, to the oceanic parts of ourselves is intensified. We talk a lot about how to work with full moons during the episode that we have this week. But in short, it's really a time to do your shadow work, to reach within and allow yourself to be healed and find moments to release what no longer serves you and making a break and doing something differently. Yeah. If you're interested in learning how to do that and and getting some resources for doing that kind of shadow work, that kind of deep transformative work that this period of time right now uh, between eclipses is especially potent for, check out Thursday's episode. It's episode 008. And Donna and I talk about eclipses and working with eclipse energy for transformation, for healing. So check that out. Again, that's coming out on Thursday. It's episode 008. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, this would be a good time to do it because when that episode is live, you will get an alert in your podcast player. I mean, there are also other pretty profound things about this eclipse, one of which is that it's occurring at zero degrees of Leo. And you might remember that the um, great American eclipse, the one in the summer of 2017 that was visible across the United States, was also in Leo. So there's a connection to those previous eclipses. Any astrologer knows that Leo is also associated with leadership and the heart. And so when eclipses are in Leo, it's our heart that's activated even more than usual. Plus, since it's at zero degrees of Leo, means the sun is opposite at zero degrees of Aquarius. And zero degrees of Aquarius right now is a, 
is an especially charged place because of what's going to be happening in the future. The thing about astrology is you have to sort of shift your experience of time when you realize that it's not only things in the past that can affect the present, things in the future can also affect the present by these sort of backwards waves in time, so to speak. And it sounds way out there, but once you see it happening over and over again, you realize time is not what we think it is. So why zero degrees of Aquarius is so profound? It's because what's called the great conjunction, Jupiter and Saturn meet together for a once in 20 year um, turning of the wheel, so to speak. We used to think of these great conjunctions as moments when the generations are turning. Um, So they have all kinds of social consequences as well as personal consequences. And the first of the conjunctions of Jupiter and Saturn for this 20 year cycle is at zero degrees of Aquarius. So this eclipse point is directly energizing what's coming at the end of 2020 when we have that, which is profound implications. I mean, it basically means right now, the things that happen around this eclipse are setting up the energies that will fully manifest themselves at the end of 2020. How amazing is that? We can see these long cycles of time unpacking themselves through these cosmic cycles just with the magic of astrology. That's amazing. And it really does reinforce the whole concept or idea that we have a unique viewpoint or lens at which to look at our lives when we are aligning with the astrological cycles and and paying attention to them. Because now you know that whatever's up for you, whatever decisions you're making, you know, whatever is happening right now, it matters, you know, and it matters for a while. So it's, it's bringing more consciousness and more awareness to the choices we're making and letting the understanding that there are implications help us bring more awareness to what we're doing. Amen, Amanda. I mean, well said. So how to work with this energies? Well, um, the easiest, simplest advice is focus on the present moment and take things one at a time. And Remind yourself that you might not have all the information before you jump to conclusions. Um, Maybe slow down a little bit. Of course, tune in to Thursday's episode for more concrete details. And if you're like me, uh, we have a built-in ceremony, a built-in ritual that we can take, um, which is simply to go outside and make space to watch the eclipse. There's something magical about simply going out and standing under the night sky where everyone else is looking up at the same event at the same time because it's a these are things that that can be visible that can be seen from, you know, half a planet simultaneously. So if you're lucky enough to be in the western hemisphere, this is one where you get a chance to see this yourself. If you want to know how to see the eclipse from the place where you live, definitely check out the website timeanddate.com. They have this great app that you can simply type in the place where you happen to be living. Not only will it tell you that the time that the eclipse will start and be most exact and when it will finish, it will tell you what it will look like from where you are and where in the sky you can see it. And it's totally free. So just go to timeanddate.com, enter in that information, and you kind of have a little mini eclipse preview at your fingertips. Perfect, Donna. Thank you. And I'd love to offer just one more thing as you're all navigating these tides. One thing, Donna, you said to me very recently is that 
what you can do right now is just focus on a short-term plan. You know, so like if maybe your plan can only include, you only have enough information to decide what you're going to do today. And maybe today you're just going to take a time out and you're going to breathe and you're going to get calm and you're going to get clear. You're going to do all those things that you know you can do for yourself that will help you do that. You might not be able to create a midterm plan or a long-term plan, but if you can just focus on the short term, like, okay, what do I need to do next? What do I need to do next? And just a Three of the biggest takeaways for this week. Number one, you're not crazy. The energy is intense. You're not alone. So just know that uh, you know whatever is happening for you, you're you're not crazy. Um, and this is definitely an intense time for everybody. Two, plan to make that space that you need to make for yourself to do what makes you filled up. You know what gives you more of your capacities so that you can handle whatever it is that's happening in your life. And like we talked about earlier. It's not always natural to flow. So find, you know, make the space, plan it out and plan to practice being in that place that that really fills you up. And then the third time is this time is providing us a window into the themes and the energy that we'll be working with for the next 19 years, but also uh, specifically in 2020. So just paying attention to that and journaling and doing the things that help you to bring more awareness to those things. You know, Amanda, as you were talking, I had this flash that we're all in this soup together. And when we are unconscious of the fact that we are in this soup together, um, it's really easy to blame other people, that you're frustrated and therefore it must be someone else's fault and taking it out on them. So that's one way we can express this energy. But if everybody's yelling at everybody else, just think of how, what that means for the world. Versus if we all recognize that this energy is complicated and not only have compassion for ourselves and have compassions for the others who are feeling the same thing, then we can hold hands and go, wow, this is hard. This is hard and I, I feel this. How do you feel? And we have magically transformed a moment from something that created a lot of conflict in one that creates a lot of communion from a shared experience. Yes. Let's do that. <laughs> I love that, Donna. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to join us for the forecast event this week. It is Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Even if you can't join us for all of the live components, please register, and that way you'll get the recordings. It is available to you for free at astrologyhub.com slash 2019. I want to thank you again for being a part of our community, for tuning into this podcast. It's so much fun to see how the podcast is growing and reaching more and more people. Thank you so much for your support and enthusiasm. And also thank you for making astrology a part of your life. We'll catch you on Thursday's episode in which we'll be going deeper and deeper into the eclipse mysteries and how to work with these energies. So we cannot wait to connect with you then. Hi there. This is Amanda, and I'm so excited to invite you to an epic event that will help you kick off your new year with everything you need to know to make it your best year yet. Join Astrology Hub for our fourth annual free New Year Forecast Marathon. I've invited 12 of my favorite astrologers to clue you into the major themes of 2019 and help you identify the opportunities and challenges as we embark on this new year. The event is happening online over three days in January. And you can find more information and reserve your free spot by going to astrologyhub.com forecast and entering your name and email now. 
When you register, you'll also get a beautiful planning calendar for every lunar cycle of 2019. You can print it out and have it with you during the event for note-taking so you don't forget a thing as the year goes on. We'll only send the replay to those of you who register, so make sure and put your name on the list now. Go to astrologyhub.com forecast and reserve your free spot today. That's astrologyhub.com forecast. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Astrology Hub podcast. We can't wait to continue exploring with you and bringing you astrology's most practical wisdom so you can live your life on purpose. We'll catch you on the next episode. Hi, this is Chris Kaplan, the producer of the Astrology Hub podcast. This episode is over, but check the show notes for links to products and services you've heard about during this episode. And if you enjoyed our show, please subscribe and rate using the subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcasts.